This is With Ines, a music commentary podcast where we talk about all things Afrobeats, ranging from new music to more serious issues within the music industry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of With an S with your Afrobeats Avengers. I feel confident saying that today because there's enough of us, you know, where it feels like the crime fighting is at an optimum, you know. A lot of people have been getting away with rubbish, rubbish records, rubbish, you know, rubbish dwindlings. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm, I'm in the zone, you know. Um, and today, the With an S squad is three out of four ready to, you know, snuff out crime. And I'm super excited about today's episode, man, because it's been a minute, at least for me. I know you guys don't particularly know that, but life has been getting in the way a little bit. But today it feels like a full house and we're super, super excited to get into today's topics. But enough about me. My name is Deji, by the way. Um, I have my gang here with me and yeah, they should introduce themselves. Sharon here. Hi, everybody. Happy new month. Welcome to March. No welcome so much. Hi guys. Bola. Yeah, happy new month. Super happy new month, man. And yeah, I feel like there's a lot to get into today, but something that we typically don't do that I feel like I, I, I was bullying my producer that I really want to do this today. I want to talk to you guys a bit about how you are. Um, like how how's things? How's the year? It's been a very interesting year so far. Just two months into the year, but it feels like people are being stretched like mad. So like, how are you guys doing? Um, I'm doing fine to the glory of God. Um, everything has been going okay. Um, the economy has its way, but Jesus also has his way. Because mm, it's the way, the truth, and the life. Mm, Hallelujah. We, we okay, subscribe to the so, economy of heaven, not of earth. Exactly. <laughs> so even while the economy is tough, you know, I'm also tough and mm. we are roughing it out together. We're doing tug of war mm. and I always seem to be winning. So mm. everything has been all right, so... Yeah, love that. Jiggy? Yeah, I mean, I've been good. Work. Literally, that's, that's where my life works. But we move regardless. Yeah. We're trying to make money. As you said, this economy is not. But right. as we said, it's about the heavenly things. You guess. As my co-host have said, we do subscribe to heavenly powers. You guess. That's what, yeah, that's what we do subscribe to. So what? that's all we see. There's nothing else there. So please stay true thank you very much <laughs> while fighting with the unseen you know um and i think for me it's, it's pretty much the same um it's been an interesting year so far like just considering the fact that it's only two months in is like wow um but there's a lot to be grateful for there's a lot to be happy for one of which being with an s because i'm really really excited to be you know with you guys today and we can get into it you know um without further ado so I wanted to talk about some of the new music from the week and I guess even just maybe some of it from last week as well and just get you guys' opinions per usual. You know, this is what we do. We're a music podcast. Um, so yeah, is there any music from the week that caught your ear that stands out to you that you'd like to highlight? Any particular maybe discrepancies here or there with the music that you also would like to highlight? Just anything that you're really feeling from this week or not feeling, the floor is yours. Okay, so for me, one particular song that stood out this week or this release weekend would be I Believe. I Believe that's Tolani and Q Dot. Tolani featuring Q Dot. So I like, I am Q Dot as an artist, right? I like his vocal texture. I like how he kind of has this. Um, I don't know if I'll call it local, but he has this local Fuji Yoruba streets like vibe going on. So I was very curious to see what he and Tolani would 
put and we'll put together because Solani is like proper R and B. Yeah. She's not she doesn't swing anywhere. She's not even <laughs> pop. She's an R and B babe. Yeah, throughout. That throughout. happens to be making music from Nigeria or wherever. But yeah, so um, I really liked the harmonies because there was this part where they were like harmonizing with each other together in the music. And I never really knew that Skill Dots could do that. Mm. I mean, shout out to the person that laid the vocals together, like to the person that arranged the music and yeah. the person that cleaned it up. Because I also feel like that person contributed a lot to how the music ended up <laughs> sounding. But it was um, it was generally an enjoyable song. And I would put that song on repeat. I can put it on repeat three times in one sitting. That's how good Interesting. the song was to me. Okay. My only comma um, with this song was when she says something. I can't remember how the line goes, but she was, she said something and she said, to be fat like Lizzo. And I was like, Yeesh. <laughs> you could have used any other example. Like, <laughs> I mean, I had this conversation, like when I was um, coming here, my friend and I were listening to the music and we basically just talked about the song. And my friend was like, but should we cringe at that line? Because when people say fine like this, get, but like that one, yeah, I don't know. It's like, not appropriate. It's not. And I, I was trying to like provide the argument that like Lizzo, for instance, now she has always talked about, yes, I'm a big woman i'm a heavier but i don't need you to point it out yeah so i don't know that line just sounded insensitive yeah so yeah that was my only gripe and i wasn't expecting it because i was really enjoying this song <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and i had something if i get my money up or something fat like lizzo i'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> did not reach like that too it's like how she she said uh I get beats by Dre. I don't want beats by Chris. Ah, some things, just leave it now. Just leave it yeah. to pop culture. You don't have to bring yeah. it inside the song. The song was going well. You know yeah. where to go down. That's the but, kind of thing an A&R should flag. Like, no. Exactly. No. But, I mean, it has already happened now. It's all right. Yeah. We shall move on. No problem. <laughs> but that's my top song for okay. this week. Then I also have one other song, but I feel like three of us have that song. So we'll <laughs> talk about it together. Okay. All right, so for me, um, to be fair, I think we're even adding two weeks, so I have um, quite a bit to get to. Yeah, no, go chest. for it, I go for lie. it. Um, I'll say my top song is, hmm, I had a few good songs, but I'll, I'll still go for um, Asiwaju Part 2, a.k.a. Romeo Monster. Interesting. Yeah, okay, I want to hear this. No. Not Asiwaju I can't like that song. Yeah, like I would never that have expected song. that. No, 100%. Sounds like play back and sing Asiwaju as like the beat is going and you see what I'm talking about. I still love it. So I mean, I can't lie to you. I think it's going to pop. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, it basically sounds like Asiwaju. But um, for me to pick it as my top song, then you know that. I mean, I don't care. Like I'm just trying to put that out there for all of the listeners to gonna listen to and see if um, they believe that it sounds like Asiwaju as well. Yeah. But um apart from that, again I'm with me to so stay away from the one that I know we all want to speak about. <laughs> um when when did you bring it up? We can now all put our put our five cents. Um apart from that, I like um Shade as well. Um Rotimi, Mayokun and um Nasty C. Uh that was a dope record. I can't lie. Like I really enjoyed it. It just it gave me what I needed. Like I didn't know that combo 
was what I wanted. But I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. I was pleasantly surprised. Let me put it like that. But yeah, everybody knew what they wanted. They had to do rather. Narcissus verse as well was pretty fire. Kind of, I really liked it as well. Um, hmm, did I enjoy anything else? Um, I did click go dropped as well, actually. And I, I, did, I didn't mind it. Like, I actually really liked that as well. Um, I'm trying to remember what um, it's called. I think it's called um, The Life I Choose. Yeah. yeah. I did click go The Life I Choose. I actually like that as well. This is the life I chose. This is the life I chose. I am who I am. baby is Tio Tequila era. So it goes with it. But yeah, I think those would be my picks apart from... Of course, <laughs> big, big smoke and cool. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and for me, I think it's um, I mean, I'm going to eventually get to the record that we're all talking about. Um, but a few records that I really like from this week. Um, I liked the Young John record. So Young John Kiss Daniel and Shay vibes, big big things. Energy, 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 big 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 things in my life. Yeah, I mean, Young Jung at this point is like, I, I just accept that he's like the hook god. He just knows what gets the people going. Um, and it's, it feels like this song is kind of in that ilk as well, right? Like, it's the kind of thing I can already picture people going crazy to in the club. Just big, big things, Nemo, like, it's just very su- super yeah, catchy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And there's something about um, that Kiss Daniel and Shea Vibes combination that just goes so well as well. I mean, they already did Guagualada with Buju. And on this track as well, they, they slot in perfectly, you know. Um, I, I'm wondering why more people don't feature him, you know, because he seems to always just get the assignments. He's more versatile than I believe people give him credit for because on this record, like, he showed up. He had a verse that was, like, really dope. Um, Shea vibes as well. Like, I've, he's, he's really worn me down because I wasn't... The I big- love him. <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan in the initial stage. Um, I don't even know that his music is necessarily something I still run to to listen. But like, um, a different pattern, such a jam. That that one is such a jam. I just like everything that he keeps doing on feature records. I'm just like, yeah, this guy is, he's 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 somebody that I should pay attention to. So yeah, just his appearance on that record was really dope. Um, outside of that as well, I I was intrigued by Romeo Must Die. I can't say for, and that's Benzing and Ruger. I can't say for a fact that it is a record that I'm going to keep in my rotation just yet. It still feels very early. Um, But I think the intrigue that just came from like, you know, former sworn enemies deciding to mend fences and get on a record together, that was enough for me to listen in the first place. And then when I did, I was like, okay, this song has redeeming qualities. But if I was going to be pedantic about it, um, I think it feels a little sparse. What happened? Elijah. Elijah. Oh my gosh. For context for anybody who doesn't know what they're talking about, um, I play a character called Dr. Elijah on the TV show, um, Skinny Girl in Transit. So occasionally that keeps popping up. Um, But yeah, man, if I was going to be very finicky, I think my biggest issue is that the record is a bit sparse. Like it's, it's, there's a lot to take away from it. There's a lot to enjoy. The melodies are dope. The writing is nice. Buju has a standout appearance, but in some ways it feels 
unfinished. I don't know how to put that in context completely. It's just like it, it, it doesn't feel full, you know, and maybe it's just a thing of like I've listened to it in the initial stage and I need more time with it. But I remember just listening and at the end of it, I was like, is that it? You know, and it has like a shorter running time as well. If I remember correctly, it's about, um, it's a two, two minutes, almost two minutes exactly, I believe, a two minute running time. So it, it kind of finishes before you have a chance to really soak it in. Um, but I think they, they share a chemistry that is, is interesting considering all the stuff that has been like in the middle of them. You know, it's just really dope that, you know, they could put that aside and get in the record together. So I thought it was an intriguing record. I don't know that it's a record that I'll keep my constant rotation, but like, yeah, it's a decent record. And now, finally, to the record that we've all been, you know, dancing around. The record of the week. The record of the week, for sure. Of the week and the weekend. <laughs> for sure. And the thing is, like, Anemone just gets the record first. So it's Tony Montana by Skepta and Portable. And now this record, eh, like, there's so many things about it that, like, Ordinarily, if I was being very like, okay, let me pick apart all the fine details, I would like be upset about, not upset, but like I would, I would count it as like a strike against it. Mm. But it's such a fun record that it's hard to be too, you know, too serious mm -hmm. about it. Because when I think about, so first and foremost, like Portable's appearance on the record, my goodness, like he, he absolutely stole it. He did. Like he stole it. He made that record his own. Um and I think it also just speaks to like the the canvas that them J five J five provided for them. Um, I saw someone say that it feels like a very throwback Afrobeat record. Yes, I said that this morning. Yeah, I said that this morning as I was on my way here. Yeah, almost like something. And, and he he the person that was ad hoc like person was talking about says like it feels like something Terry G. Could have been on back in the day, maybe like the late 2010s. It sounds like the music 20, that we, we miss. Yes, yes. And that also got me thinking, I'll get back to the record in a second. I'm wondering if like the stagnation that we keep speaking about mm -hmm. with Afrobeats, maybe the solution might just to, to go back and modernize some yeah. of the older sounds, you oh, know, because yeah. this sounded extremely fresh, mm -hmm. extremely mm -hmm. fresh. No log drums, no shakers, just like... No, nothing that looks like I'm a piano about, inside. I was about to tell you... As I was about to tell you, if you tell them to modernize it, you hear love. <laughs> if you give them the avenue to modernize, a log drum you could hear. Bruh, bruh. And I, I, let I, me not shout. I, I'm honestly just tired of that. But um, I like the record. I like that Portable really stood his ground and like was himself. Even just looking at the video, yeah. you know, he wasn't, it didn't seem like he was trying to give anything that wasn't like a thing that we've seen of him already. You know, doing his usual Zay and Zazu dance. Yeah, um, so he was natural. Yeah, I think if there was one thing that I I was very picky about, it was it was Skepta's appearance. You know, um, and as much as like I acknowledge that it's a fun record, the the way I describe it is like the, it, there were discrepancies or like he was kind of a discrepant at times and the analogy I like to use for things like this is like um in Game of Thrones, you know, they had the Starbucks, that, that one episode where there was a Starbucks cup that kind of just, you know, zooms you out of like the reality that you're stuck in. Because I mean, part of it is that they're selling you a fantasy that could potentially, you know, like something to be immersed in, right? Um, so when you see things like that, that feel out of context, um, they kind of just take you out of that place. And I think Skepta's verse was kind of like the Starbucks cup for this song. Mm-hmm. 
because or his verses. Think Gary, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what we need to say. You said I'm chopping Gary three times. It is bro. We know you're chopping Big Mac. Like, stop lying to us. Like, like even even if he wasn't like wealthy or like rich, like it just it's hard he to. He was chopping Big Mac. Yeah, <laughs> for free. He has Don't not. Worry. He has not even told us before. Yeah, Why like it's, it's so fresh. Now yeah. that he wants to release, what's that thing he's building up to again? Tribal Mac. Yeah, yeah now that he's movie. building up to Tribal Mac, all of a sudden he remembers that once upon a time. <laughs> I remember back when. <laughs> and, then, and then little things like him spelling out Shokoloko Bango shit. I was just like, bro. S H O A O L O. Sorry, I just want to say that. He was giving me vibes of L O P. No, it was giving me vibes of Speed Darlington in Cash and Carry. Like, I just heard. This castle, Kakashankai, I'm smoking fire. Literally. And I even feel like it's Pedalinson that inspired, that inspired it. S-H-O-K-O-L-O. Like, it's, it's, it's just hard to take seriously. Um, So that occasionally would, like, I, I would be, li- like, first time I listened, I remember enjoying Portable's chorus, and that part mm-hmm. came on, and I just giggled, like, what's going on? Um, And I think also the flow can be very predictable at times. Yeah. It's like, it's like, ugh, like that's, just, that, but that's Skepta. I know, I know, that's like that's Skepta. his flu. But on this song in particular, because it needed Lamba, like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't sugarcoat it. you Lamba now, Chocolate Bango. But it was, it was Polish Lamba. You are complaining about the brothers Lamba. Now you are complaining now. Pick a side. No, it was Polish. It was Polish Lamba. Do you get? Skepta is a polished guy. I know, but I think problem. I think he it's kind of, okay, so it's kind of like his appearance on the David O record as well. I forget the name of that song on David O's Timeless Project. I think uh, Juju. It's called Juju. Okay. Yeah, Juju. The record is cool. Juju. But yeah. you I cannot lose myself in this because it's just like there are two things in this world that feel like they shouldn't be together. You know, so like in as much as it's a fun record, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for his verse to be over. Yeah, and he had to I feel like his verses were much a lot. It was just were three, Abby. Two, 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 but and two long ones. Two very long verses. Long and then verses. portable. You guys, you guys are so wicked because you will know this Skepta song. Go. I, I oh, it's Skepta song. Oh. <laughs> it felt like portable. <laughs> but portable is Tony Montana now. Ika of Africa. Abby? Yeah. He owned it. If, if, no, if it was portable song, it would have been on the EP now. That was already named Tony Montana self. So it's actually Skepta's song. <laughs> I it was his no it was his song but like i feel like there are occasions it's, it's two of them their song it's and now yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's like an and thing yeah that that and we all know it's, that and it's two of them, their there's song. an owner there's an owner and there's someone that they have now just said okay let's I'll just give you credit you, as you well get money from here so you get credit anyway. <laughs> but now skepta song you did not make it reduce <laughs> oh, wrong but but honestly that's just me being very picky because mm-hmm. um I think Portable's contributions are enough for me to conclude that it's a good song, yeah. right? Um, and even yeah. Skepta's, it's like, I won't say it's a, comp- I don't say, I won't say it takes away from the song completely because mm-hmm. there's still some stuff to enjoy. Skepta is a decent rapper, period. Um, but it's just like, it, it kind of that breaks you out of the illusion, sir. That descent is harsh. 
No, he's a good rapper. Skepta is a good rapper. Um, okay, he's okay. a good rapper. Um, make sure. Yeah, yeah. But it just breaks you out of the illusion at times. But um, shout out to him. Shout out to Portable. Also, shout out to J Five for capturing. Oh, shout out to J Five. It had to be J Five. It had to be. He had to be J Five. And he captured something that I won't say like I didn't think he was capable of doing it because J Five is pretty versatile. Mm-hmm. But if you had told me without like his tag and like without me knowing about his involvement, I would have never guessed. Mm-hmm. I would have never guessed. He tapped into something that I wasn't aware that he had the range for. So like shout out to him for yeah, that. You no, know, J5 might not tell us, but he came to do boot camp in Nigeria for like six months. Really? No, not really. I'm just saying <laughs> he might not tell us. Because I feel like he came to immerse himself in the, here. Yeah. Or at least even if he was not in Nigeria physically, he took some time out yeah. to really listen to like old Nigerian music, yeah. into new Nigerian to see how. Because ever since I working with Nigerian artists a lot, he has been making our kind of beats. Like mm-hmm. he has been doing it well enough, and that's not a yeah one time something. You studied it over time. Yeah. He has a consciousness, and so. he still lives like his J five spice inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you still mm-hmm. know his J five. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. no, I, I was very impressed by that, um, and I hope. And I think, because I wasn't thinking about it before, I wasn't thinking about Portable's potential mainstream appeal, but that guy's a star, man. Oh, he's a star. He's a star. Like, he has he has such a, a, a profound um, awareness. Of, mm-hmm. I don't know if the word is profound, but like a very conscious awareness of, of who he is and yep. what he brings to the table. Yep. Um, and I think it can be split so many different ways. Because I'm not going to lie to you, my, my initial... I mean, obviously, over time, he has he has done, like, a good amount to take away that perception of him. But, like, I didn't really think of him as somebody who could be thought of, like, with, of, like, somebody with intellectual leanings. Oh, but no. He's Potebu smart. has always been he's smart. He's so smart. So, <laughs> that's the thing. I will stand by Potebu. Potebu has always been smart. Yes, he has some questionable dealings here yeah. and there, right? But as an individual, especially when... They wanted to rip him. Mm. <laughs> that he, like from the way he would communicate, he's just street. Yeah. Like his lingo and everything is just very street and you yeah. need to really capture street language mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. understand him. But you can tell that he's very, very aware. Yeah. Have you ever is. listened to Portable songs? I've listened to some. I won't say I've gone through his discography. You listen to most of his songs. Is anybody that Such has said speaker. that he's going to listen to Make Money Before You Love? That's why that's why you go and listen to Claire. also listen to Claire. Okay, yeah. I will. Yeah. I will. Um. So yeah, just over the years, like he's just really struck me as a person who he has like a unique understanding of situations, he you does, know. Um. He does. And I think now that he's entered into this lane, in as much as like I don't think he's going to deviate too far from what he is because of the person that I become to know him as yeah i think his awareness of the opportunity mm-hmm. will help him fine-tune some of the rougher edges mm-hmm. and i'm curious to see what that looks like because this too. is i mean he was on rolling stone <laughs> he has been everywhere and skepta has really carried him everywhere i feel like the yeah. one thing skepta is doing that i'm not mad at at all is that he's not trying to position himself like a helper yeah like he's I don't. Maybe that's how it truly is for him. He's really making it look like I want to work with you, yeah. and this is what you deserve as someone yeah. that works with me or enters certain places. So I will give you that much. Yeah, and it's just really nice to see. Yeah, like he's really he's nice to see. He's recognizing what they bring to the table. Exactly. You know, it almost feels like he's giving him 
equally what he is getting. Yes, yes. Like, at yes. least on what we can Absolutely, see. Absolutely, yeah. I remember when they went to... Um, the Brits? Uh, no, it wasn't the Brits. Um, I don't know if it was the CFD gala. The okay. fashion... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe I expected Portable to be at the back, back <laughs> where other people sit on the regular chairs. But Portable was at the table. Yeah. Like he was sitting at the table. That means he was on Skeptas. I don't know. It was just yeah. one of those things. I was like, oh. Taking pictures cool. of celebrities, you yeah. know. Um, even just like, I, I mean, watching the video and looking at him making the video fixes do that his shoulder raising <laughs> dance. I'm just like, man, you know, this dude is. It's it, him ignoring the fact that he's wearing. An expensive coat. Yeah, like the, the chinchilla is not my business. <laughs> I'm still going to be me, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really nice feel-good story. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if he, is he, I wonder if he's still out there, if he has come back. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But Potable would have told us. We we'll know from his IG. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because he's always telling us everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. I don't know. I'm not really keeping up. So yeah, no. me neither. I've, I've just seen the bits and pieces here and there. But like a super, super fun um, feel-good story from the week. And definitely my track of the week because I cannot stop singing. I'm singing um, Big Smoke by Luto Baku. Mm. Yeah, and I can also confirm that because that's all he has been singing all morning. <laughs> <laughs> they, they also arranged it properly. They did. Imagine if he skipped that and started. It would have entered. It would have entered. Just off the just hey, off, uh, just, <laughs> Thank you very much. Skepta <laughs> self knows that you uh, can be in that. No, he, he showed up and showed out. Um... So moving on from the music from the weekend, you know, Scarface and Tony Montana, um, we, <laughs> I want us to get into, I want us to get into the Maven sale, you know, so in a previous episode, we had spoken about um, Maven being reportedly shopped around, um, there were a couple people in the mix, I think one of the things they were spoken about was Big Machine, um, Scooter Brown's, um, outfits being potentially involved in wanting to pick them up as well as umg also sniffing around um and last week it finally got confirmed umg had taken a majority stake in maven so first and foremost congratulations because that is a massive deal um and I think at the time earlier on it was reported that they were shopping somewhere in the mid in the middle of like 150 million to about 200 million so somewhere in that region and to just think that Don Jazzy builds this from you know um, a situation I guess Don Jazzy and Tega so let me not take Tega's name out because it was a team effort Um, Don Jazzy and Tega built this out of a situation that was kind of fledgling after um, the whole Mohit's disillusion and everything that happened with that so starting pretty much from ground zero even though, of course, they had funds and backing, whatever. But from ground zero to something that is up upwards of one hundred and fifty million dollars is 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 no small feat. It's never been done before. Um, but now that it exists, we know that there's a possibility that something like this can occur in the future. So yeah, first and foremost, congratulations, congratulations, congratulations to Don Jazzy and Tega and the Maven family because yeah, that is no small feat. But on the subject of it now, um. I guess I would like us to maybe discuss what we think this means for the future. I mean, we kind of spoke about this already. Um, if we're just going to speculate, obviously we don't have that much insider information. A lot of it has been kind of close-knit and behind, you know, closed doors type of vibe. But like, 
what do we think if we're going to speculate this means for the future? Jiggy? Um, to be honest, I think it's good for us just in terms of like investments and all and just in terms of future collaborations as well. Because, I'm, I mean, first time I heard about like UMG's, um, shall I say, interest or potential um, purchase of Maven, I kind of thought back to how like Calm Down came into play and everything. Yeah. So um, I know already they had a relationship there. And apart from that, I know they've done a few collaborations as well, if I'm not mistaken, or whether it's behind the scenes or for everyone to see. So again, I know they've already worked together behind the scenes. So that's, shall I say, long-term or long-term-ish partnership has been there already. Yeah. So I know it's just, it's a win-win for everyone because, I mean, Afrobeats is basically the hottest thing right now. And it's a commodity everybody kind of wants to get involved in. Yeah. And um, for Don Jazzy and Tega, they're still going to be the ones running things at the end of the day. Okay, mm-hmm. they'll probably have a board or whatever to like answer to and stuff. But still, they're still the ones like running ship and their, shall I say, their input is going to, I know their input is going to be like taken extremely seriously just because of what they've already built. Yeah. I mean, we saw, we've we've watched them build Maven literally right in front of our eyes. Like we saw them bring it up. We saw the first sets with Tiwa Savage and Cool. We've literally seen how many sets so far and people keep coming. They literally have an academy as well. Like, bro, Maven is the example of a well-run um forget every other one but a well-run um label yeah literally different sides to it and the longevity is there as well yeah they've they've basically been number one for how many years so long now it's ridiculous even if you're not telling them full number one one a or one b but at that number one so what they've done you definitely have to give them credit so again they're just going to get more collaborations, but they're still the ones running the ship. They yeah. need to get more money. They're still the ones running the ship as well. I think it's good for the industry. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant for me. Even Don Jazzy is set. Let me put it like it's just going to be, but he's, of course, he's still going to be working on stuff. But again, it's, it's, this is his baby, or this is him and Tegas' baby that has gotten to this and everything. So, I mean, kudos to them and um, uh, more grease to the elbows yeah. because it's really, it helps the industry as well. Absolutely. The higher the goes, the higher the industry would go. Absolutely. So, and it's um, proof of concept as well, you know, um, for people who are trying to follow in that line. I'm just going to read a couple couple things, like an excerpt from one of the articles that came out. Um, so it says, the investment is, desi- is designed to spur Maven's growth around the world, um, which focuses on both Maven's Artist Academy, which nurtures its roster in various musical and performance skills, and its executive leadership team, which is aimed at the growing the next generation of African leaders in the music business. So there's a quote from it which says, with our proven history of collaborations within the UMG family, we have a strong belief that they are the ideal partner for the next phase of our growth, given the diversity and potential of our business. This is Tega speaking. UMG is home to some of the world's most foremost music entrepreneurs and artists, making them a perfect match for our aspirations. By collaborating with UMG, we are dedicated to cultivating a vibrant, vibrant creative environment that propels African music to new heights on the global stage. And I think that's pretty much kind of what we've surmised with everything that we've been saying. Um, two key things for me. Um, one, it puts to bed the ideas that UMG were previously, you know, exploring as far as the Nigerian terrain, where they were trying to, you know, build their own outfits on the on the continent, specifically in Nigeria. But then, you know, they had a very weird arrangement where the Nigerian office was reporting to SA and there was so much bureaucracy and like 
just a lot of dysfunction. So finally, it feels like they figured out what could potentially work for them by tapping into the system as opposed to trying to build something from scratch. Um, so that's definitely like an improvement on all the efforts to this point. Um, and I also think for one, like it's, it just, it opens up, like you, you said, Jake, it just really incredible doors. You know, I, it feels like in as much as Afrobeast was already in insane rooms to start with, this is just like now UMG has a vested interest in making sure that this thing works out. So I imagine all sorts of like writing camps and just a lot more access than was previously accorded, um, you know. Um, and I think something that we discussed in a previous, ep previous episode as well is like the possibility that there might be an expansion of the sorts of artists that can come out of Nigeria. Because if you're not playing on just a local stage, if you're playing on like a world stage, then the world is your oyster. You know, you don't, you, yes. you're not particularly limited to doing just Afro beats. So yeah. I imagine that that possibly will create a diversity of sound um, outside of just, you know, the typical Maven, like, you know, factory line of, of, of artists that we've come to expect. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. I hope um, it actually manifests in that way and they don't just come for the same, you know, bread and butter and jello fries that's, that's <laughs> has come I'll, to be expected from the something, actually. Because when I saw this first, this was actually the first thing I thought about does this do you think this is going to affect Rema in any way at all? Because I mean it's not as this it's a, a very open secret that it's very possible that he's going to dip. Yeah. So do you think this would affect him in any way? Just in terms of him even potentially staying, um, maybe even doing something with UMG or doing like both of them together and everything. But do you think maybe that was like again, of course, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but maybe that was like part of the discussions as well. Because I would say Rema is is a big part of that value for uh Maven, yeah. of course. Yeah. Honestly, I have no idea. Everything that I could possibly be saying is speculation. Um, but I remember checking the Afrobeats Oracle this morning, um, which is um Dibanji's harmonica. So how you kind of access it is like you pick it up and then you just blow a couple notes. Bro, I promise you, I was really listening. Like, which one is that for this circle? Like, where is <laughs> So how you access the information that it gives, it's like its own individual Dibia. You pick up the harmonica and then you just blow it into a couple times and then it blows melodies back to you that kind of give you the answers. And what it told me, right? And this is not me. Like, nobody should quote me. If you're going to quote anybody, quote the, the band harmonica, is that... I think Rema is probably still going to leave because he is massive, man. Like he's, and from everything that I've heard, just whisperings around him, like he's so in control of his creative direction. Like he's so into it that I imagine that the thing that typically happens with artists of that ilk is like, he's just going to get to a place where like he's too big for his bridges and he feels the need to expand, you know, like he just feels the need to flex yeah. his shoulders a bit more. I mean, look at Joe boy, for example, you know, um, it's like, yeah, I've been in this system for a while. I've been incubated for the most part, but it's like, I got this, <laughs> you know? So I honestly think that's where it's going to lead. I, I, I can't speculate on how long because the harmonica didn't give me that part of the information, um, but we will see. We will honestly see. Um, but if I was going to just have to predict, uh, I think he probably still, you know, finds somewhere, maybe does a JV directly with Universal because, I mean, to have been number three in the world on Billboard, like... 
there's an echelon where like even if you don't want to leave i can imagine the whisperings the meetings the inbox yeah. that he has is just full of people being like i got you i got you i got you yeah you know you know how it is now just people swarming Literally, bro swarming. swarming man yeah and all right and all sorts of opportunities behind that so i that would probably be my guess but i don't i'm not rooting particularly for him to leave because i think it would be a nice thing if he was still there to like be at the helm and yeah. leading the new generation like how i think about is like with kendrick for example before he left tde one of the best parts about being on the label still is like new tde artists had access to him like had direct mm-hmm. access like it's the kind of thing where if they were doing a group project kind of like maven did with chapter x i believe is what it's called um Rema's on the project Right, like yeah, that—that's a still nice. Be, still be able to right, call ab- on them, yeah. Absolutely. So that's a nice look for the artist coming up because they can, you know, kind of just lean off of his momentum and things that he has going on. So it's not like I'm rooting for him to leave, but I just—it just happens, man. It happens. It's almost kind of like with um groups as well. It's like if you're in a group for a long enough time, it's going to get to a place where people's creative identities. Like I, I want to seek that out for myself. I don't want to always have to. Um, run things by somebody else. So I think that's just typically how I look at it. It's not more so because I want him to leave or anything, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it evolves. I don't know what the terms of his contract are. I don't know when it runs out. I don't know how many albums he has committed to, but over time, I'm sure all these things will become revealed. Yeah, definitely. That's... Anyways, shout out to Don Jazzy and Tega and the entire Maven family once again for putting on for us. Uh, moving on to another interesting topic. And this is something that <laughs> this is something that I, I, I caught like a semi-viral tweet off during the week. Um, I want to talk about Fireboy. I want to talk about Fireboy DML. Um, and more specifically, his interview with BET. So just giving you a little context into that interview, um, Fireboy was, you know, we're just basically talking to him about like his plans for the future and his albums and things like that. I think he had just celebrated his birthday, so he was really just in a good mood. He had spent some time at the Grammys, Empire threw a, um, a party for him, you know, and just good mood. And they're just talking about, like, everything that he's gone through at th- to this point and, like, all the stuff that's happening in the future. But then one interesting quote, one very, very interesting quote came out that kind of sets the internet on fire for a bit. And I'm going to read it in a second. Just give me some time to make sure that I have the exact thing. Um, Okay, I found it. So let me read the excerpt. So he says, I was really focused on making music, but I needed to find an identity for my sound. So this is in the early days when he's coming into the industry. Because I knew from time that my sound was different. I knew that I was bringing something new to the table. The Afrobeat scene before I came in, it had always been beautiful. It was built on vibes and energy and percussion and instruments and everything. But I realized that there was something lacking, and that was pure soul and lyricism in our music. That was what I brought into the game. And I figured if you're bringing something new to the table, it needs a name. That's why I call it Afro Life. It's Afro Beats that has some depth to it. Now, I have my own personal opinions about this. I have my own personal opinions about Fireboy and his craft and his writing and I think if you've listened to this podcast enough, you've definitely heard me speak about it at length. But I would like to get you guys' opinion, specifically on the quotes about like Afrobeats not really having substance prior to Fireboy's arrival. And even just the concept of Afro life. And I think by extension, everybody having their own subgenre, you know, in the in the genre. 
anytime I see quotes like this, I can't help but think that artists are just trying to create noise around what they are bringing soon. Because Fireboy knows. And the funny thing is that I wish I could pull it up now. I just don't know where to start searching. Where he has acknowledged that prior to his coming, there was a system. So I do not know why all of a sudden. I don't know if it's because he's using black nail polish now. <laughs> I don't know why. And he's wearing skirts. Let me wow, not Wow, no, don't talk about my favorite. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's why he will suddenly say that before he got here, nobody was making music that made sense. Because that's pretty much what yeah. he said. That everybody, How do you rise up and do that? So I feel like it's deliberate. He doesn't mean what he's saying. It's deliberate. It's just to get people talking because he has something coming. Yeah. But I disagree. Absolutely. I think any normal person would disagree with Fireboy right now. And um, anybody can start a genre of music. It's kind of like how you could have a subculture. Anybody can start a subculture. Mm -hmm. But there are things that guide a subculture, just like there are things that guide what a music genre would be. And I do not know what is going to guide Afro life. Bruh, that's that. Because um, we will have to find out. <laughs> we will have to find out. So let's give him some grace yeah. and see what Afro life is all about. I think following on what you said about like subcultures, one of the qualities that you can earmark for any subculture, for any subgenre mm -hmm. is distinctiveness. Mm -hmm. Distinctiveness. So it's something that is, 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 is core to you. Like we look at you and that's your thing, mm -hmm. right? Where I look at Fireboy's music, there's no elements that I can pick out and be like, that's a Fireboy thing, yeah. you know? And it's not because he doesn't make good music. It's not because he's not unique in his own sense but like mm -hmm. there's no one element that makes me feel like you took that from fireboy yep so i, I don't get it there's actually nothing yes when all of us were this man is actually testing us because <laughs> not too long ago we we're fighting for him that the people are stuck on etg give the man some grace is it because you have grace that you should now abuse the grace that you have <laughs> i just eh? do I laugh, laughter tears and grace <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just don't get what the obsession is with artists having their own subgenres because it is shallow and I yeah. don't think it does anything for anybody. As a matter of fact, the one person that I can think of who is like who sometimes gives me like, you know what, I can give you a little credit is Burner with the Afrofusion thing. But even that in itself uh -huh. is like Talk to me. Afro Let me hear it. Rave. <laughs> oh, uh, Afro Rave is giving now. Oh, please. Ah, uh, give me the three day, give me the give me the give me the give me the <laughs> <laughs> oh please please and, and honestly the, the, the only reason Afrofusion is something that I've been come to accept is like they did a lot of PR around this like the, yeah. the, the example they gave about like okay Afrobeats is like the base mm -hmm. of the pizza so they I think but at least a, he acknowledged it he did he did right so like there's 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 terminology behind it there's like a whole line of thoughts that follows it mm -hmm. with Afro life is like uh, what does that a mean Afro life is just so broad because first of all life is way too broad Bruh. at least other people that have been clipping it they have given us something that is like standout yeah like afro even, emo by ck for even example brazy afro sexy right i get it I like that one. Like, like. come on <laughs> you can even hear it from the music yeah but when you say afro life i told you you have started to sing hunger music <laughs> so i'm not even surprised so he's telling us about what did he even say 
lyric something. What was that thing he in the quote? In the quote, he says something about I'll lyric, find it for you our now. music has depth and let me go back to it. So he says the Afrobeat scene before I came in, it has mm-hmm. always been beautiful. It was built on vibes and energy and percussion and mm-hmm. instruments and everything. But I realized that there was something lacking. Mm-hmm. And that was pure soul and lyricism in our music. <laughs> and he, he also said that his music has always had that. Yeah. So he wants to further amplify it. Yeah. But ah, <laughs> shout out to all the Fireboy fans out there. But and I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big Fireboy star. Uh, so I've just been waiting yeah, for shout you out guys to you. first. Yeah, but boy, the thing doing. is that when he's talking about soul and lyrics, Fireboy, soul and lyrics, come on. Nice. Even the fans. I don't, I don't agree with you on that. But okay, continue. give me one Let's song. Give Let's me one song. What, what do you mean by one song? I said one now. Al- no, give, give me, me one song. LTG. LTG. Give me a song, please, sir. Every give me song. a song. You can pick anyone. This is how they anyone. used to get out of our Soul uh, of and lyricism? Soul and... Soul. Yes. So, Every wait, song? Soul and, soul and lyricism, yeah. Yes, give me a song. Because soul, soul and, and okay, lyricism okay, okay, have to do jealous. with story too. You can't yes. get jealous, story from it. Jealous. Absolutely, um, I agree with oh yeah, jealous. Start with jealous. How did it start? What do you mean by start with jealous? It's a very, it's a very, you can start from beginning to the end and you know exactly what he's talking about. A babe that's getting jealous about that he doesn't want to see with anybody. Ah, just one thing and I want, if he does, I'm yeah. getting jealous. Mm-hmm. So that song has depth yeah, to it. Bro, it's very, that song bro, it is giving depth. you pantu, pantu, pantu. It's beat no, that's making you do that. That's, no, no, if no, no, you no, strip no, 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 no. it, that's the Afro part of it now. That's the Afro part. The life part is, is the conversation, are we? Okay, that's the Afro part. Then the life is that he met one girl. The life is now the or king. So where's the soul inside? I agree with king too. Baby, say me be or but what do you mean? I agree with king. So where's the soul inside? Is there is okay, it's fine. So so you, I think you, with Fireboy, like I think my th- I agree on his ability to be able to weave a nice story, mm-hmm. like a nice narrative. But I think sometimes, and I guess it's, it's down to his background, because apparently, like he was very steeped in like the arts and literature back in EOAU. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I think he tries too hard, man. I think he tries too hard. Like he tries to, like you can kind of feel when a person is ri- trying to write a good song mm-hmm. quote unquote that's what he's good at he's good at confusing us that he's making soul and lyricism that's it <laughs> but for me my biggest issue is like it feels contrived most of the time it's mm-hmm. like I get what you're going for but it's just relax your shoulders relax your shoulders but once again I'll say this I've said this in the previous episode but don't relax them too much because that's how you end up with songs like having fun and I never, want to, I never want to hear a song like that again but like it's just yeah, I, I really wish he would just vibe. Like, just vibe. Let it come to you. Your biggest song is Peru, and I know why. Because, like, he just... We spoke about it now. Like, yeah. he, he didn't try. He didn't try. It really just came to him. The Fire Nation will not agree. Please, let's have a member of the Fire Nation to yeah, give us Bola, his thoughts. Talk to me about Afro life. Maybe Fireboy dropped it in his private channel on <laughs> IG. Um. So, honestly, when I said quotes... I didn't like it because I was just like, yeah, bro, you're just going to like bring unnecessary heats on yourself. Like, I've never really liked that whole, yeah, I'm going to make my own journal. Like, Afrobeat is too broad, blah, blah. That's the point. <laughs> like, that is why it's called Afrobeat. Like, it's that broad that it should be able to. Um, ah, there's a word I wanted to use, but I wasn't sure if I was going to say it well. So, I'm not going to say it. Um, but basically, 
what he's saying, I mean, I think they're facts. They're definitely facts. And they're parts that I'm just like, yeah, you clearly just want to like, he clearly just wants, shall I say, the attention and people to just talk about him, which is fair enough, which I mean, everybody does nowadays. He's definitely going to drop something soon. So he wants to be like out there. Yeah. Like he knows he wasn't first person to bring meaningful music to night. Like we're not kidding ourselves. Everybody knows that. He knows that as well. But he just has to say that. Did he come in with meaningful music? 100%. Anybody that is saying he did not come in with that brand of music from the get-go. Bro, LTG is one of the greatest debut albums out of night period. If nobody wants to agree with that, that's like, that's <laughs> no, no, I'll fight you on this story. But that is one of the greatest debut albums to come out of night period. Like he came in that hot. And there are a lot of there are a lot of songs that had substance on that album. Like to say, okay, so even going through it, from Need You to Jealous to Like I Do to King to High on Life to Feel to What If I Say to Wait and See, those were literally all songs that had stories in them. Anyway, that doesn't remember can go and listen to it. Very simple. Those are songs that had stories to them. Those are songs that had them. Anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody. That's why, that's why I listened and I absorbed everything. Else. And I said I'll take it as so no problem. But, um, of course, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it was the first person to do it. That's cap. Big cap. It wasn't even second person or third person. People right. have been doing it. Afro like also... Also, cap. I'm sure he just sat down to see him and we're like, okay, what's the best thing we can use to kind of bring my music together? Blah blah blah. I don't know why that's what they settled with, but um, fair enough. Again, I just think he wants like people to talk about him, which is fair. And as much as I'm a fireboy stand, like I can say to my chest as well that he's been in a rut since um, Playboy, which is 2022. So I'll say for about two years now. He's been in a rut. That doesn't mean he hasn't brought out any... He has a lot of decent music. I'll put it like that. Again, for me, with Fireboy, it's very simple. I know he he does not need to put in effort. As you said, stuff like Peru, he doesn't need to put in effort. He's just talented and he's a very good artist already, normally. So, um, basically, <laughs> the main thing I would say is that he definitely, I would say, definitely what he described his music as, that is hot, or that is what it was. What DJ actually said is very true. I think he's, right now, he might be forcing it a bit just because he's in that rut. But I think he's very talented and he's going to get out of it um, eventually. The one thing I would say is, I feel like he needs to just sit down and go back to the drawing board and um, I can't lie, she gave us another album because Fireboy is one of the few artists I'll say is fully an album artist, like where he knows how to bring out a body of work as well. And it makes sense. Like I'll say three his three out his three um albums have been, but I'll say the lowest is probably like a seven over ten. And that is for me, that's even just because LTG was up there already, basically. Yeah. Like so he obviously had a lot to catch up on. But um yeah. Um, as I said for um, Don Jazzy and Co, Tamala, more grease to your elbows as well. Please <laughs> be, give us, give us, give us the Afro life. I beg, make we better. <laughs> but yeah, again, he's in a rut. But I, he, he's definitely going to get out of it. He's too talented to just stay like this. We yeah. need an album. That's all we need. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, he picks up musically because um, I think, 
I, I I personally don't gain anything out of Fireboy not being one of the badder guys around. Um, I mean, even recently, I mean, last week I spoke about how I walked back my initial takes on Obasima. I was listening to it today as well, and I, and I really like that song. You know, so I think Afrobeast is better when all its stewards, all its patrons are firing on all cylinders. Um, like Fireboy. Ha! You get it. You get it in the spirit. Um, so yeah, hopefully that that does pick up as well because I think he still has a lot of music to give. He just needs to probably get out of like whatever minds mind I mean headspace or whatever situation he's dealing with right now and just you know give us give us jams give us jams. She's definitely capable of. Um, but yeah, having said that, shout out to Fireboy. Hopefully, it picks up. Also, shout out to Maven once again. Super excited to see where everything leads in that direction. Um, but yeah, once again, we've come to the end of another with an S pod. A very, very enjoyable one because we had some of the gang in here. Shout out to Moyo, who is unavoidably absent today, but will be around soon. Per usual, if you want to say anything, if you want to get in contact with us, if you want to suggest a topic, just anything interesting, you know, um, hit us with the hashtag, hashtag with an S pod on our social media pages. And you can also follow those social media pages as well. Um, and the handles are at with an S pod on Instagram, on Twitter, and also, before I forget, before I forget, because that would have been so rude on me. Happy Women's Month, man. Happy Women's Month, because the With an S pod is nothing without the woman who contributes to make it so awesome. That's three specific mm. women. Dami, our producer, yeah. Sharon, and yeah. also Moyo. Um, honestly, being on the podcast... Just press that clapping thing for yeah, them Yeah, definitely do that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> he actually stood. Don't kill me. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, being around you guys, being part of what it is that we've created together makes this podcast extra special. Um, when Moyo and Sharon are specifically known, it's not to say that Bola is not enjoyable, but I, I feel a part of my heart's missing. You know, it's like... It's not about me, don't worry. <laughs> it's about the women's <laughs> birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So shout out to you guys. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thank you for your unique perspectives and just everything that you bring to the table. We definitely appreciate it. Um, also, shout out to all the women who listen. Um, we're really, really appreciative of your fandom and just your support that you've given us to this um, point. Um, we really hope that we'll always be able to pay that support with like premium, premium conversations and entertainments and just feel good stuff that you enjoy from the With an S podcast. But yeah, once again, just reiterating, follow us on our social media pages at With an S pod on social media. That's Twitter and Instagram. Also the hashtag, hashtag With an S pod. Share your thoughts, get in contact with us. We're always willing to hear it. And also be on the lookout for those social media pages launching in a big way. In a couple weeks, I'm not going to give the exact dates away because we're still working on some of the kinks. But we have a lot of really exciting stuff coming for you guys. So please anticipate. Please be on the lookout. It's going to be a really, 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 really fun time. I cannot stress that enough. But once again, yeah. thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. We will see you soon. But until then, have a wonderful week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. And peace.